Sup, y'all, and welcome to Press On Sports. I'm Jack Vita. Today is the first day of October. I can't believe it, and that means October baseball, baby. So today, I've got a great guest joining me. I know I had said that Jordan Morandini would be joining me, but something came up. He was unable to make it, but I've got a great guy who is joining me in his place, joined me a few weeks ago, did a great job, so I thought I'd invite him back. I thought uh, people liked him, so... This is going to be his second ever podcast. Oh, third. You've done one before, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah before you were press on sports. Yeah, yeah. So um, becoming a veteran very quickly, this is Jamie Hill. What is up, everybody? Excited to talk some playoff baseball. Yeah, me too. Jamie, it's crazy. It's the first week of October. Last week, all the fall TV shows came back. Were there any shows that you were excited to have returned to your screen or new ones that you wanted to check out? Uh, the one I was excited to see return to my screen was Sunday Night Football. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, you just uh, ruined the buildup because I was going to say we have the greatest show on TV, the MLB playoffs. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, I, I saw um, this new show called God Friended Me last night. It was pretty good. Yeah, I saw your tweet. Uh, don't I don't know anything about it, but it looked good. Yeah, it's about a guy who doesn't believe in God. He runs a podcast, and all of a sudden he gets a friend request from someone saying that it's God on Facebook, and he's being led to people that he's supposed to help. So it's interesting. Huh. That is interesting. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, and then Survivor came back, um, which I haven't been too excited about in recent years, however. Uh, Premiere was pretty good. It was good to have that back. Yeah, I know uh, I know that's your show. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tim Allen's show, Last Man Standing, was very excited for that to come back, and it opened with 8 million viewers on a wow. Friday night, which is crazy. That's awesome. Way to go, Tim Allen. Yeah. Keeping it real. Even after all these years, he's still putting up big numbers. That's that's incredible. I grew up on Home Improvement, so I love me some Tim Allen. Yeah, great show. Um, let's talk about a team that just beat his baseball team, the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> you like that <laughs> transition there? <laughs> that was great. That was yeah. stellar. So let's lead off here. The Milwaukee Brewers, we had a crazy weekend where the Brewers swept the Tigers, Cubs lost two of three, or well, one, two of three against the Cardinals. And now we had these two playing games today, which was crazy. And it looks like, <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't say it looks like, the Brewers just won the division. Yeah, so this is, to me, a classic example of getting hot at the right time. I mean, these Brewers, they've been 23-7, and seven. In their last 30 games, they've just dominated in September. They've won their last eight, which is just incredible. Um, I mean, they really put the pressure on the Cubs. And the Cubs didn't play bad down the stretch. Um, but the Brewers have really, really picked up the pace. Um, I think, as much as it pains me as a Cubs fan, I think Christian Yelich is your runaway MVP candidate. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's just, I mean, what he's done the last week or so has just been absurd. So um, this is a fantastic team. They're going to be really scary in the playoffs. Yeah, and for whatever reason, Joe Madden is still pitching to him. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Yeah, I, I didn't quite get that. I mean, at the beginning, it was like, well, you could have Christian Yelich or you could have Ryan Braun, who's played really well lately, too, with Christian Yelich on base. But at this point, I wouldn't be pitching to Christian Yelich. Give him his walks, minimize his damage, and and work around him. Because, I mean, he's he's gotten on base in, like, something like 20 of his last 23 attempts or something like that. I mean, it's just absurd. So I'd, I'd be pitching around him right now. Yeah, and you got to give big props to the Brewers that came right into Wrigley. Did anyone pick them to win the division outside of Wisconsin this year? I don't know of anyone who did. Um, I mean, it was it was kind of a cheeky pick. It was like, oh, we're going to pick the Brewers because yeah. we want to be different. But I don't think anybody really took them all that seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I mean, I think, obviously, the emergence of Christian Yelich, who was really good but was kind of lost in that lost in the shuffle down in Miami yes yeah, um, they had like the best outfield in the league <laughs> yeah yeah they had a super stacked outfield um and then they traded everybody away which by the way I'm now angry at Derek Jeter because <laughs> he traded his three outfielders to my three least favorite teams, oh no <laughs> the Brewers Cardinals and Yankees so I'm not on good terms with Derek Jeter right now but um <laughs> You know, I think this is a great team. They picked up Mike Moustakas at the break. Um, Jonathan Scope, who's been kind of disappointing. But, um, I mean, they came to play at the beginning of the year. We're leading the Cubs for a long time into July. And then the Cubs kind of took over. But the Brewers, they kind of pulled a a St. Louis and just stayed right there. Got a little pesky, got a little annoying. um, And just have just hit it out of the park down the stretch here well what a couple of days it has been i mean first first day i guess this week will be crazy but we had two playing games today to decide the division which was very unique because i don't think that's ever happened before where the loser of a playing game has made the playoffs yeah i i mean this is what a weird coincidence what a weird way that this happened um with with the two the two play-in games, I mean, I, I, the odds of that are minuscule. So I, I'm loving it. I, as as a baseball fan, I love the chaos. As a Cubs fan, I'm a little frustrated. <laughs> well, but, it's like <laughs> it's like we have a baseball version of March Madness at the moment. Exactly. It's a it's a double elimination tournament. Yeah, which is really cool. Let's all right. Let's talk about the wild card game which the Rockies just went down to the Dodgers. And I don't think I was too surprised by this, but it sets it up for a very interesting Rockies versus Cubs wild card game. And as a Cubs fan, I'm pretty concerned. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think I'd think i mostly be concerned about the fact that the Cubs have just not... I mean, the Cubs are so inconsistent that you're not sure which Cubs team you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um I do like having John Lester start this game. Um, I mean, the playoff experience on that guy is endless. So I think you have the right guy starting, but Colorado is a really good team. They have an underrated bullpen, um, and they have a crazy good lineup. I mean, up and down, you got Charlie Blackman, DJ LeMayhew, Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado. All these guys are so good. Um, I am concerned as a Cubs fan, for sure. 
This was the team I didn't want to get in a wild card game of these two options. I think the Dodgers would be a tougher matchup for the Cubs in a five or seven game series. But I think the Rockies in a play-in game or wild card game rather, with Kyle Freeland on the bump, who's as you know, Jamie, has been spectacular. I'm concerned because the Cubs haven't been able to hit good pitching all year. I don't know if it's going to change here. Yeah, there was one stretch where the Cubs like the Cubs beat DeGrom and Syndergaard and Nola all in the same week. But other than that, it's been, yeah, just not hitting good pitching very well. Well, and also, Kyle... I want to I say one thing. They did yeah. beat those Mets pitchers, but those were after those guys came out of the game, and the Mets are not the greatest team. True, true. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I would be concerned about it. Kyle Freeland has been out of this world. The good thing for the Cubs is he's been better at home than he has been on the road. Um, he's like a three, six ERA or something on the road. Um, which is why it's so weird because why does that ever happen with Coors Field? But, yeah. you know, I think, I think if there's one thing that the, that the Cubs can take solace in as far as, far as Carla, Kyle Freeland is concerned. Not any playoff experience. Um, he's relatively new, and you got John Lester in there who has a ton of playoff experience. Yeah. And the Cubs have a little bit more playoff experience than the Rockies do, um, having been to the playoffs now four years in a row, whereas the Rockies just had the one wild card game last year. Um, so I think this is going to be a Cubs team that's relaxed. Um, that's amped up, but also relaxed. Um, and I do think the Cubs have what it takes to beat this Rockies team. It just depends on which offense shows up. Yeah, I just looked up Freeland's splits, and he's 3-2-3 on the road, which is still very, very good. Yeah, yeah, I mean... In that division, too. Yeah, it's a stacked division. Um, and I think... Uh, Hitters yeah, Park is, in Arizona. Yep, Hitters Park in Arizona. Um, great, great lineups in, in LA and Arizona. Um, so it's going to be a really tough matchup. Um, the Cubs kind of have to hope that the, the pressure gets to him, um, so that they can kind of rise to the occasion and bring that offense that when it's good, takes nice long at bats, sees a lot of pitches, forces guys to make their pitch at the right time, um, if the offense that swings early and often and looks lost shows up tomorrow, the Cubs are out of it. Yeah, and I hear your argument about experience, but I would say that I'm not too concerned about the Rockies in terms of experience because they played in the wild card game last year. They know what that feeling is like. And I think that experience doesn't, I mean, it always helps, but I don't think it's going to make a huge factor. All that else is out the window in what is basically a Game 7. If this was a seven-game series, I would say, oh, yeah, you know, the Cubs do have that over the Rockies, but I don't think that's going to make too big of a difference here. I totally agree. Um, I, I like what the Cubs have. I like what the Rockies have. I think it's going to be an excellent game, a lot of fun to watch. Um, but I think you're right. You know, playoff experience is important, but it's not that important. And do keep in mind, the Cubs were in the wild card game in 2015. Yeah. Now, now Jake Arrieta started. Yeah. Um, and not a ton of these guys were in that position, um, were still on that team. But the core was there, Rizzo, Bryant, all those guys. Um, 
So Well, I would also say that on the NL side, I think Kyle Freeland had the best year of any pitcher that is pitching in the playoffs this season. Yep, I'd agree. I think if you take out, you know, obviously Jacob DeGrom has been otherworldly. Max Scherzer. Yeah, not in the playoffs, not in the playoffs. Yep. Aaron Nola, all these not the guys, <laughs> not in the playoffs. So I think you're right. Kyle Freeland has been crazy good. Um, and I think it's a tough draw for the Cubs. I think the one advantage is that if the Cubs had drawn the Dodgers, you'd probably have to face Kershaw. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to face Clayton Kershaw. I don't think anybody wants to face Clayton Kershaw. So I think that's the one consolation, but it's not been a whole lot better when you run into Kyle Freeland pitching the way he has. Yeah. And both these teams do have a dominant starter and a very good bullpen. So I'm just not sure where the Cubs are going to get their hits. Whereas I think Lester could give the Cubs six innings and there may not be anything left in that Cubs bullpen after how much they've been used all season. um, Not to mention the last couple of days. So I think that they, I don't know, they may have to bring in a starting pitcher just to get them through the, you know, the back half of the game. Yeah, I think I think if things go a little haywire or they need to bring somebody in in long relief, I think you turn to Mike Montgomery. He's probably not on on the playoff rotation, but he's yeah, definitely Yeah, he, he only pitched like one inning yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, and he can give you a lot of innings and he's really good. Um pretty good against lefties, but um yeah, I mean Steve Ceshek worked again today. Yeah. Um Jesse Chavez worked again today. Brandon Kinsler worked again. Like all these guys are just getting so beat up. Um, and when you don't have Pedro Stroke and you don't have Brandon Morrow, that's the kind of thing that can't happen. Yeah. So I think you got to get a long start out of John Lester. And I think that's something he's definitely capable of, given that he's super cool under pressure, takes the ball, does whatever you need him to do. So I think you have to get a long start out of John Lester. Um, and you have to scrape by, get your hits where you can against Kyle Freeland. All right, let's make our picks here, Jamie. I think I know where you're siding. You're taking the Cubs? I am taking the Cubs, yep. I'm going Rockies. All right, all right. That's bold. I like it. (laughs) I think that the Rockies will be set up well for this wildcard game. However, I do think what is really going to hurt them is the fact that they do have to throw Freeland in this wildcard game, and they had to throw Herman Marquez today. So if they're playing, uh, they'll play the Brewers, if, assuming they assuming they win the wildcard game, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. They will play the Brewers, and in a, in a five-game series, if you have a dominant starter like Kyle Freeland, he can win you two games, and then you just need to get one more from another pitcher and from your team. And the fact that now he'll only get to go one game, I think that's a big disadvantage that you have from that wild card game. I think that's going to hurt them in the next series if they advance. I think you're right. Um, I think the Brewers have a step up on whoever comes out of that wild card game, just because I think they're going to be arrested. They'll have the ability to set the rotation more or less. Um, now it's it's been a less than stellar rotation, but. I mean, you get you get great pitching out of Eulis Chassin today, um, and it's definitely not been a bad rotation. So I think the Brewers have that distinct advantage. What you kind of have to hope, if you're the wild card winner, is that this 
Now, a couple-day break here cools them down, drains their momentum a little bit so that they're kind of falling back to earth um, because they've been playing so good. And I think this is the wrong time to run into the Brewers if they're not going to fall back down. Yeah, I think the Brewers are comparable to the 2015 Royals who popularized bullpenning before it was a thing. Yeah, I think absolutely. They have a handful of starters who are bad. They're not bad. They're fine. They're not dominant, but they have a dominant bullpen. And I think that's going to serve them very well. They also now have home field throughout the entire playoffs. But I do think this could still be a good series. I think anytime it's a five-game series, anything can happen. and It can get kind of crazy. I think you're right. Ultimately, if it's the Rocky, well, we'll talk about this from the Rockies' perspective first. And then if the Cubs win, we can talk about that potentially as a matchup. Mm-hmm. I think if the Rockies win, I think it could be a really good series. But I would ultimately go Brewers in, I don't know, four or five. Yep, I I would take that too. Um, I think to speak to Milwaukee's bullpen, you've kind of noticed a little bit the last few days, um, Craig Council is going to have a really short hook with his starters. He's going to rely really heavily on that bullpen, um, which is something I think you can do. Um, yeah. I mean, at the back end of that bullpen, this trio of Knable, Jeffress, and Hader has been devastating. Yes. I mean this I mean this is the best bullpen trio in the major leagues. I don't think there's really any comparison there. Um and if you bridge the gap to those guys, it's over. So you don't need six innings out of your starters. If they get in trouble in the fourth, yeah, he'll 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 hook them and go to that bullpen. I think you're right. Uh I think it's I think it's a shorter series if Milwaukee plays the Rockies. Yeah, um, I'd say I think that. I think it's probably a three or four game series, especially because you don't see Kyle Freeland until probably at least game two or three. Um, you know, and I I don't think the Rockies can really hold up with them. I think if it's the Cubs, I think it's a five game series. No and doubt, I, five games. Like yeah. yeah, that that's just easy. That's a gimme right there. Yeah, no doubt, five games, and I have no idea who wins it. <laughs> I no idea. My heart says Cubs. My mind says it could be either. I don't really know. I think if it's Cubs-Brewers, I think it's going to be a crazy fun series. It's going to go to five games. It's going to be intense. It's going to be crazy. I think it will be awesome. I think it's it would really suck for the Brewers if they had to play the Cubs because they just had this, it seems like they've already knocked them out at this point. Yeah, I think that's how a lot of Brewers fans feel. Yeah. Um, and I think the Brewers have played well against the Cubs lately. Um, yeah. You know, the Cubs won like eight of the first 10 or nine of the yeah. first 11 matchups with the Brewers or something. And then they're like two or three and seven since. Um, so I think the Brewers are feeling really good. I think their fans are feeling really good. And I think to have the Cubs come back, I think it's going to be a little bit frustrating. Um, my guess is Milwaukee, Milwaukee is really going to want to see the Rockies at this point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they left it all out on the line this last month. You just have to wonder if there'd still be enough juice to keep beating the Cubs after um, if the Cubs are resurrected here in this wildcard game and then they play each other. Now, obviously, I do think there are a lot of problems with the Cubs. and I think this is going to be really challenging for them. But this could be a case where playing in the playing game and the wildcard game and just keep playing We've seen this serve teams very well, where if you just keep playing and you don't get rusted, 
I mean, the Cubs are running on all fumes right now. They just had a marathon of the month of September. So I don't know. I mean, it could be crazy, but what do you think? Yeah, I think I think if you're a wild card team, like I said, you got to hope this cools down the Brewers to have this gap here. But I think you're right. The Cubs are running on fumes. They had one day off in uh, the month of September. That was September 20th. And they came home from Arizona after a night game in Arizona the night before. So it wasn't really a day off. And they, they've they played like 47 out of 48 days or something. I mean, it's just absurd the amount of games they've played. So I think if you were the Cubs, you really wanted to win this play-in game. You really wanted that so you could get a break. You're not going to get it. Or not um, have to play in it and take care of business over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, or do that. That would have worked, too. <laughs> um, but, I mean, they are where they are now. Obviously, you really wanted to win this play-in game. But I think this is a Cubs team that's not going to be rusty. They may be tired, but they're not going to be rusty. Um, and I think with the amount of playoff experience, these guys know what it's like to have their backs up against the wall. Game 5 of the NLDS last year. Obviously, Game 7 of the World Series, um, you know, and even in 2015 in the in the wild card game, this team knows what it's like to have their backs up against the wall. I think they perform, um, but I think I think it's a really crazy series. If the Cubs and, and Brewers play each other in this NLDS, I think it's crazy, and I don't know who to pick. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to make you pick someone. I'm not going to make a pick, however, because I did pick the Brewers through this part of the bracket with my wild card pick. What's your pick, though, if this happens? Uh, see, that's such a hard question. Um, I'm going to be a little foolish. I'm going to take the Cubs. Um, and and my bold prediction <laughs> is whoever wins that section of the bracket, whether it's Cubs or Brewers or Rockies, I think that team goes all the way to the World Series. Whoa. That's my prediction. All right, let's go over to the other side of the bracket then. Let's talk yeah, about that. love now. it. So now we have the Braves and the Dodgers, two of my favorite jerseys, by the way, in terms of just plain white jerseys. I love both those jerseys, which I talked about with you last time we were together, but <laughs> I'm obsessed with them. I think they're great. Yep, I agree. We got some good jerseys in this year yeah yeah you got those yankee pinstripes the classic red sox jerseys um i'm a little disappointed the modern diamondbacks jerseys didn't make it in <laughs> but um you know how much i love those um but you got some classics yankees red sox cubs and love it i love the purple rockies and i really like the a's jerseys too yeah yeah i do like i do like the a's not a huge fan of the rockies jerseys but I do like the A's jerseys. I think it's going to be fun. That must be because you aren't a Northwestern fan. Well, my brother went to Northwestern, but <laughs> other than that, not really. No. Okay, let's talk about this, though. Braves and Dodgers. I think this also has the potential to be a great series. I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Braves right now. Yeah, and I think I think I would, I would sit in that category. Um, Ooh, this will be good then. Yeah, yeah. The advantage that the Braves have is that they clinched way before anybody else. They've had a chance to rest while also keeping fresh their lineup. They've had a chance to set their rotation and get the lineup fresh. And they avoided all of this madness with the play-in games and the wild card game. They didn't have to do any of that. 
So they're going to be well-rested coming into this series. My, my big issue with the Braves is they are all kinds of unproven. Um, you know, I think, I think this rotation, obviously you've gotten breakout years from Mike Fultonevich and Kevin Gaussman and Anibal Sanchez, but... And Sean Newcomb, rocky, too. And Sean Newcomb, yes. Um, you had a pretty rocky start from Julio Tehran. Not sure we can rely on him, but he may be in the bullpen anyway. Yeah, he would. Be, I think he could be a good bullpen guy because he throws so hard. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's probably in the bullpen. You probably favor Sean Newcomb, um, but I mean, I ultimately don't think it it really truly matters. Um, I think I think Kevin Gaussman obviously came from the Orioles. Yet another Orioles product. That was terrible with the Orioles. <laughs> then went somewhere else. Was really good. We've seen what Jake Arrieta, yep. Kevin Gaussman, Wade Miley this year. Yeah. Um, um, but I think I mean yes, you heard nothing about Mike Fultonovich until this year. Really about any of these guys until this year. Um, I think I think it's a little it's a little iffy. You don't know how these guys are going to react on the big stage. Um, and you've got a lineup full of full of young guys um, that I think are also going to be unproven. Obviously, Ronald Acuna Jr. has been crazy good this year. Ozzy Albies has been crazy good this year. You're not quite sure what you can count on for Dansby Swanson injury-wise. I know he had the wrist going on. So you're a little bit iffy there, um, and you don't have a lot of great shortstop options behind him. Um, The advantage they have is that you look at a lineup with Freddie Freeman, who I think I said on the last podcast, one of the most underrated players in Major League Baseball. Yes, absolutely. Uh, um, you have Ender Inciarte and Nick Markakis in there who have been crazy good all year, really, really solid for these guys, really reliable. Um, so I definitely don't think it's an easy series, but I think without any really truly proven playoff guys, um, I think you may see the Braves buckle under the pressure. I want to make a comparison I want to compare this Braves team to the 2016 Cleveland Indians. I could see that. I could see that. Elaborate. Yeah, so obviously they don't have the strength of a bullpen. I do like A.J. Minter quite a bit. I saw him play when he was in college, actually. I was watching a game because my buddy was pitching against him. Um, Shout out Nick Hedge, Penn State. (laughs) Nice. um, Love it. Yeah, no, um, they obviously don't have the strength of the bullpen. That team had Andrew Miller. They also had Terry Francona as their manager. But they they were a team that people just counted out, it seems to be. And I think a lot of people are doing that with the Braves. Oh, they had an easy division. Oh, they haven't had too many compet. It hasn't been very competitive down the stretch here. However, they have the pitching. They have a few guys that could carry them through a couple of playoff series. We, you just talked about them. Mike Fultonevich is a guy who could be the second most dominant pitcher in these playoffs in terms of this season, who had the maybe the second best pitcher in the regular season in the National League. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think uh, out of all the playoff teams, yes. I think you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. So I think they have the pitching that could carry them through the first series. A guy like Fultonevich, he could win you two games just by shutting down the other team. These other pitchers, Kevin Gossman has had a rebirthing in Atlanta. He's 
287 since coming over. He's been terrific. I like this team a lot. You talked about the lineup. I like the lineup. One of my friends wanted to compare them to a team like the Phillies. I think the big difference is that the Braves are a better contact hitting team, and I think that could go a long way for them. Yeah, I mean, you don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of sluggers in this lineup other than Freddie Freeman. We have a ton of contact. Like I said, Ender Enciarte, Nick Markakis, Ozzy Albies even is a good contact guy. Um, we have guys that are going to hit 25-ish home runs. Um, I think you have enough power, but I think you have enough contact hitting too. And I think a power-dominant approach doesn't play well in the playoffs. Yeah. You know so, you, you know my take there on the power hitting in the playoffs. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I don't think it works very well um, at all. Yeah, the other thing I wanted to point out against about the Braves is that they were two and five this season against the Dodgers. Hmm. And and they're ten and seventeen against NL playoff teams. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, so they're not playing super well against um, against top tier competition here. The other thing to keep in mind on the flip side, Dodgers are twenty four and sixteen against NL playoff teams. Obviously, five and two against the Braves. So, I think uh, I think it's going to be tough for Atlanta to play up to their competition. Um, and I'm I'm not a hundred percent confident in them, but. I do think they're an underrated team. I think they are going to open some eyes. Um, and I definitely think they're going to be around for several more years, um, making everybody's lives miserable, <laughs> being a little bit pesky. Yeah, who knows? They may add Bryce Harper, and that could be crazy. <laughs> One more thing. So what do you think about that comparison to the Indians? Could you see it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think anybody really expected the Indians in 2016, they did have that really long playoff or that really long winning streak in the middle of the season that yeah. year. But I don't think a lot of people expected them. I think people kind of expected the Blue Jays uh, to maybe take them down or the Red Sox. I don't remember exactly who was in the AL uh, that year, but um, I remember they were definitely not favored. Um, and so it was kind of uh, it was kind of interesting for them to rise up to the top take down superior competition. Um, and this is, that's something that this Atlanta team could do. If they're, if their starters pitch the way that they've pitched all season, this is a team that could go all the way to the world series, but they have, everything has to break right for them. Yeah. I think they are like the Indians this year in terms of maybe they aren't the most dominant team in the regular season, we will see how it plays in the postseason. We know the Indians are a postseason team, and we will get to them. I think they're a sleeper. I'm going Braves in four. Uh, I'm taking Dodgers in four. That's my prediction. Um, I think I think this is a great lineup. Obviously, hasn't delivered that well so far. They've been inconsistent in the second half, but I like this team a lot. They did add Manny Machado. They did add um, Brian Dozier. And you've got a great team that slugs, that pitches really well, um, and they have a better bullpen. But I think their question mark, can they rely on Kenley Jansen, um, who has had some health stuff? I think if they're able to rely on Kenley Jansen, if Clayton Kershaw pitches like Clayton Kershaw, um, I think the Dodgers get it done. 
Interesting. So this is good. We have some good disagreements early on in the National League. Mm-hmm. Let's set this up real quick. I have the Braves and I have the Brewers and you have the Dodgers and Cubs. I have a Cubs-Dodgers rematch. Yep. All right. So the, this is a third year in a row. Who you got? You got the Cubs? Yeah, I think um, I think whoever makes it out of that end of the bracket is going to the World Series. Very interesting. Very interesting. I honestly have no idea who would win a Braves Brewers series. I think that would be I think that'd be a great series, actually. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think it's super likely, um, and I think that'd be a lot of fun to watch to see those contrasting styles. Because, like I said, Craig Council is going to pull that pull that uh, the starters out pretty quick. Yep. Get to his bullpen, whereas the Braves are going to want to avoid their bullpen as long as possible. Um, let their starters ride, um, and I think it's two really good offenses. Um, I think that would be an electric series. Uh, definitely one worth watching. Be a lot of fun. Yeah, a battle of contrasting styles, as you mentioned. Is it modern baseball? Is modern baseball bullpenning? Or does the starter thing still work? We will see. We'll see if we get there. The other thing that would be really cool, two Milwaukee teams. The former Milwaukee team and the current Milwaukee team. Yes, that is true. The Milwaukee Braves were at one time a thing. Yeah, Hank Aaron. The city of Milwaukee should be proud. Yeah, very proud. (laughs) You know what? I don't I don't even want to make a pick on this yet. Let's go over to the AL. All right. Let's do it. All right. So we got this wild card game, Jamie. And your beloved Yankees, the Yankees who I know you are so <laughs> fond of, they just closed it out this weekend. They will have home field against the A's in the wild card game, which I think is a big deal because I believe the number was there 56 homers hit over the right field wall in at Yankee Stadium for the team this year. 26 of those would not have gone out of Oco because Really? Yeah. Where where do you find stats like that? That's really cool. <laughs> this was actually on Sports <laughs> Center. Really? Yeah, when they yeah. Had, when they have those old school Sports Center anchors, I mean, not really old school, but in terms of just guys who've been around a long time, Neil Everett, Stan Verrett, um, John Anderson, Sage Steele, that's the stuff you get. Wow. That's that's a super cool stat. I love it. Um, yeah, I I think home field advantage for the Yankees is a big deal here. Um, I think Yankee Stadium is hostile for opposing teams. Um and especially a team as unproven as the A's. Um, I see the A's a lot like I see the Braves. Um, Really good, underrated team. Very little playoff experience. Um, But if the Yankees run into good pitching, do you know who's going to start this game? Do you know what the pitching matchup is going to be? No, do you? I do not. (laughs) Uh, I I, I have projected, I think, Severino... And fires and fires, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which, that's, that would be my guess. Yeah. I mean, if if Mike fires pitches the way that he has this year, he's kind of had a resurgence. Um, I don't know. I, I think the I think the Yankees run into a little bit of a tough time. Uh, their team is not set up well for the playoffs. 
Um, I mean, you got a lot of sluggers. Aaron Judge, who, again, not quite sure if you can rely on his health. Um, Giancarlo Stanton, um, Didi Gregorius. I mean, all these guys are just home run, home run, home run, 200 strikeouts a year kind of guys. Um, but with this game being at Yankee Stadium with that short porch and right, um, I think I think the Yankees have a distinct advantage there. And I think anytime you face Luis Severino, I think that's a tough road to hoe. So I think it's going to be tough for the A's, but I love the small market thing. Um, and I love, uh, I love the A's. I love seeing what they can do this year. And I hope they get to the ALDS because I want to see them on a bigger stage. Doesn't sound like you're picking the A's. Um, we'll hold off on the pick for a second. I think that um, I think this is going to be a very evenly matched game, and I th- would not be surprised if this was like a 14-inning battle. Yeah, I could see it. Uh, when it comes think, to bullpens that can go toe-to-toe with each other. Yeah, I mean, this this A's bullpen, I think you'll probably see a pretty similar strategy from the A's as you will from the Brewers. Yeah. Uh, get a couple innings out of your starters, and then yank them. Get, those, get that bullpen in there. Sean Kelly... Fernando Rodney, Juris Familia, Blake Trinan. I mean, this is a crazy, crazy good bullpen, and I think they're going to lean on it heavily. Um, and I think if they go there quick uh, in this wild card game, I think the I think the Yankees are going to have a tough time putting runs on the board. Yeah, I think I'm going with the A's. Actually, I think this is very evenly matched. I just have a weird gut feeling that the A's are going to win this. I think Chris Davis hits a two-run homer. You got Matt, Matt Chapman and Matt Olson. I mean, both these teams can put up runs. They both have good bullpens. I don't know if it's going to be high scoring or not. I can't tell. Yeah, I feel like it's either going to be a slugfest or a pitching duel. Um, I love I love the Chris Davis thing, Mr. 247. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's a crazy quirky stat. But yeah, it's either a slugfest or it's a pitching duel. Um, I think it's a toss-up. I I lean Yankees just because of the home field advantage. I think Yankee Stadium is a hostile place to play if you're on the road. Well, um, Oakland is yeah, too. I think they're used to it. That is true. That is true. Um, so I think I, I'll take the Yankees just for the home field advantage, but I think it's a toss-up. I think it's a complete toss-up. I, I could totally see it going either way. Yeah, I could too. It's going to be... It's going to be very, very interesting. I want to get one quick point in there on the Braves that I forgot to mention and into our Braves section, but this was a big reason why I'm so high on them. I believe they are like third in the entire league and run save behind the Diamondbacks and the Brewers. And I think that oh, will, yeah. yeah, I think that could bode very well for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's a really good Braves team. Probably an underrated defense. I mean, I, defense isn't something we talk about a lot, but it is something that's really important in the playoffs because um, every run is critical in the playoffs. You see a lot of pitching duels, not a lot of bad pitchers. Um, so I think if you've got a good defense, you've got a shot. Yeah, and that actually made I thought of that because I was thinking of the A's. I think they're a pretty good defensive team with Matt Chapman. Yeah, Matt Chapman, again, I, I use this word a lot, underrated, um, <laughs> especially on defense. 
Um, he's one of the best third basemen in the game. Um, you know, and their their center fielder is Ramon Laureano. He's the guy yeah. that threw a guy out oh, at my first goodness. base on the fly, threw the ball like 350 feet or something. Um, I mean, just a cannon. Marcus Simeon, again, underrated shortstop. Simeon's good, yeah, former White Sox. Um, and Jonathan Lucroy, nice, solid catcher. Um, I think you've got a lot of good defense on this team, good hitting. I think it's all, I think they're all underrated. Say it till the cows come home. Underrated, <laughs> underrated, underrated. Um, and yeah, I think, I think if this team can make it through the wild card round, they'll give the Red Sox a run for their money. All right, let's go over to, well, let's talk about if the Red Sox are playing the A's versus the Yankees. Truth be told, Jamie, I think the Red Sox could be in trouble here, regardless of who they're playing. I agree. Um, I this is a this is a Red Sox team that's really not as good as they look. Um, their their pitching is kind of kind of falling apart a little bit. Outside of Chris Sale and David Price, um, you don't have much. I mean, you you choose between you know Nathan Eovaldi, Eduardo Rodriguez. I mean, you really don't have great options as far as your pitching goes. Um, the bullpen's a little shaky. You gotta get, you gotta bridge the gap all the way to Craig Kimbrell, um, and that's not easy to do with this bullpen. So I, I think this Red Sox team is in trouble, but I think it's, I think it's probably the best lineup in the league, um, and so I think that'll really help carry them through. Um, despite the fact that their pitching is not as good. But I don't think they're going to have an easy time. Yeah, I think that they're just a team that's built extremely well for the regular season. However, maybe not the best for the playoffs because of the lack of pitching. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think I think they have the kind of team that beats up on good players, or beats up on bad teams. Um, but when they get to good teams, less good. I pulled this stat. Um, the Red Sox are 18 and 21 against AL playoff teams. Wow. So despite the fact that they had what 108 wins this year, they're actually underperforming against AL playoff teams. And I think that speaks exactly to what you're talking about. Not set up super well for the playoffs. I would like to see their record against the Orioles alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, Probably not not pretty. I'm actually, I've got the A's as another dark horse uh, team sneaking through here. I think we'll see a couple of surprises in there. I've got the A's. I think they can really compete. Wow. You think you think the Red Sox are out that early? I wow. do, like last year. Wow. I, I do have the Red Sox winning this series, but I don't think it's going to be easy. And I think if they run up against the Yankees, I think they have a really tough time. Um, I that would be a super fun series to watch. Yeah, that Yankees, would be crazy. The East Coast yeah. would just blow up over that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it would just it would just be nuts. This rivalry series, I think, would be super fun. But I think the Red Sox are in hot water. I don't think they're as good a team as their record shows they are. I think they're going to have a lot of issues. But I do think they make it through the ALDS. Very interesting. Very interesting. So now we got. The last matchup that we know for sure about, and this is the Indians and Astros, which 
honestly, like, if these teams weren't playing each other, I would probably have these as the last two teams remaining on the AL side. So I don't know what what's going to go here. What do you think? Um, I think you're probably right. Uh, I think, like the Braves, the advantage the Indians have is they clinched early because their division was so bad <laughs> um, that they they clinched early. They had time to rest everybody, set up their rotation, uh, get everybody healthy, get everybody feeling good. Um, and like I said in the last podcast, I think they're a dark horse team that can really compete. You look at this rotation, this could be the best playoff rotation in the playoffs. Corey Kluber, Carlos Carrasco, Trevor Bauer, Mike Clevenger. I mean, stacked. A stacked playoff rotation. If those guys pitch well, they're going to be really tough to beat. And you got a great bullpen, too. Picked up Adam Simber at the deadline. You still have Andrew Miller. Hasn't been as good as he was in 2016 when he was lighting the world on fire. Um, and you picked up Brad Hand in that Adam Simber trade, too, with Padres. Um, bridging the gap to Cody Allen, who's been great this year. So I think this is a really, really good pitching staff. I think they pitch like it. Their offense is going to carry them through. Um, I and, and this lineup is great, too. Um, you've got every position has a former all-star. Um, I think the pickup of Josh Donaldson was clutch. Um, I think him going to Cleveland is the reason the Cardinals didn't make the playoffs. There are a lot of rumors that Josh Donaldson was going to head to St. Louis. Didn't happen. Um, I think it was a great addition for the Indians. Um, you got your MVP candidate in Jose Ramirez, another MVP candidate in Francisco Lindor. Um, this is a really, really good team. And I think they're going to give the Astros a run for their money. I think this is going to be a really fun series. Yeah, I honestly don't know who to pick here. I may have to flip a coin. This is really tough. Yeah, yeah, this is really tough. Because on the other side of it, you got the defending champion Astros, who also have a really good playoff rotation. Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander. When Dallas Keuchel is your three starter, I mean, come on. That's crazy. And Charlie Morton at four, also a crazy good starter. And that allows you to have Lance McCullers and Colin McHugh in the bullpen. So I think for them, I think their clutch deadline pickup was Roberto Osuna. Um, at closer, I think that really solidified for them. They didn't have to rely on guys like Hector Rondon uh, to get this done in the nine. Um, and I think just like last year, they have a really, really good lineup, a uh, good contact hitting lineup like you like. Yes. George Springer, <laughs> Jose Altuve. Carlos Correa has not been great since he came back from injury, but if he starts hitting well, um, that's going to be a little tough. You also have your sluggers, Marwin Gonzalez, Alex Bregman, Yuli Gurriel. This is a balanced lineup with a really good pitching staff. I think this is a really, really fun matchup. I think this is going to be really fun to watch. I think it goes five games. I think the one place you could really give an edge to a team Actually, I, I think you could give two, and they both go over to the Indians. One is bullpen, two is manager. Yeah, yeah, I think Terry Francona is one of the best managers in the game. Um, 
And not that AJ... In my opinion, I think he is the best. But yeah, and AJ Hinch is a very good manager. No yeah. disrespect meant towards him. Yeah, I think AJ Hinch is really good. But I think you don't have to be all that great. I could probably manage the Astros <laughs> to an AL West title. I mean, with that with that lineup. Um, so I think, I think you're right. I think the bullpen is a little bit better in Cleveland than it is for the Astros. But not a lot. You still have a really good closer in Roberto Osuna. And the ability to move guys like Lance McCullers and Colin McHugh to the bullpen, I think, really helps them. I think it's a better playoff bullpen than regular regular season bullpen. Um, But I do think those two do go to Cleveland. All right. I've got Cleveland in five. Are you saying the same? Uh, I... I believe the Astros are going to win this series. Yeah, it is. It we're, was very hard for me to pick against them. It's really tough to count them out. We're, uh, I mean, we're disagreeing all over the place here, yeah, which gr- I love. Yeah, it's great for podcasting because sometimes Jordan and I get on here and we just agree over so much. So it's good to yeah. have some discussions and have different viewpoints represented. Yeah, I think, I think this, uh, I think this series goes to the Astros but I don't think it goes as easily as a lot of people are expecting. I do think it's five games. I do think it's electric. And I think it helps that the Astros have a home field advantage. I don't think it makes too much difference in this particular series, but it never hurts to have your your uh, your make-it-or-break-it game five at home. It'll be very interesting to watch. I have a feeling, I, I have a feeling I'm going to be wrong about... One of them, I have the Indians and A's both in the ALCS, but I have a gut feeling that one of those two teams will for sure be there. So look out for that. Yeah, I I could see it going any which way. <laughs> yeah. I don't see any clear. I don't see anything clear here. It's wide open, which is great. It's very wide open, which you don't get in sports like I don't know the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, Golden State, Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's uh. I'll see you next year. Actually, or... I might pick Golden State to win uh, the <laughs> World Series this year, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, so you have uh, you have A's Indians in that ALCS. Yes. Who do you have going to the World Series? You know, I'm going Indians. I got the Indians on the AL side. What about you? Um, I have the Astros. I think whoever wins that Astros Indian series makes it to the World Series for sure. Yeah, and uh, I, I would agree with that. And I might even go as far to say is the winner of that first round series is going to win the championship this year. I would agree. I would agree. Um, I think I have Houston over Boston in the ALCS. I think for a lot of the same reasons we talked about Boston having a hard time with the Yankees and A's. Um, it's going to rear its ugly head against Houston. They have a much worse playoff rotation than than the Astros do. The bullpens are are relatively even, um, and I think the lineups are relatively even. But pitching wins championships, and I think with a uh, with a rotation like the Astros have, I think they take down the Red Sox. I don't think it's super close. I don't think that series goes to seven games. I think it's a five or six game series. I think Houston cleans up and off to the World Series. Awesome. So we got our AL picks. 
National League, you have Cubs and Dodgers. Um, I have the Cubs going, but I'm not super confident in my NL picks. Okay. So <laughs> it could really go either way. Um, I think if the Cubs do manage to win the wild card game and win the NLDS against the Brewers, I think they pick up a lot of momentum. Um, and I think that steamrolls them through to the World Series. I The Dodgers are good, but I don't love the Dodgers this year. Um, so I think, just like I said earlier, I think whoever comes out of that uh, Cubs, Rockies, Brewers portion of the bracket, I think heads right to the World Series. All right, so you heard it here first. That's Jamie's picks. Um, we, we will also have to pick our champions, which we haven't fully revealed yet. However, I'm going to give mine, Jamie. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. So I have Braves and Brewers, and you know I love the Braves, but this has just been such a magical year for the Brewers. They're the hottest team in baseball. I'm going to go with the Brewers. I got them in the World Series. I could see it. I don't think the Dodgers or Braves beat the Brewers if they get to the NLCS. I, I think at this point, the NL side of this bracket is the Brewers to lose. Oh, yeah, I could, I definitely, I think I agree with you on that. Yeah, I think if, I think if they're able to get through Chicago and Colorado, I think they're ticketed right to the World Series. It's really funny because both World Series teams I have picked are teams that are very contingent on that first round series, which could really go either way. Um, we don't know who the Brewers will play quite yet. If they play the Cubs, they could have trouble. The Indians-Astros, as we talked about, we think those are the two best teams in the American League. So it'll be funny because I'm almost assuredly going to get one wrong, and then people are going to be like, how did you pick that team? They lost in the first round. I think it's not clear on either side of this bracket. I don't think there's a clear winner in any of these series at all. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know how anybody picks this right. I mean, it's you and I disagreed on everything. I, I mean, that's that's how much it that's how much it it it's not clear for anything. So I think it's wild. I think anything can happen. I think it's going to be a crazy fun month of October. Yeah, we didn't agree on a single game or series, which is hysterical. I think that's hilarious. I don't know how that happens. It makes for great podcasting, though, so thanks for joining me. But before I say goodbye to you, who's winning the World Series this year, Jamie? I picked the Astros. I picked the Astros to repeat. I think if they get through the Indians, um, I don't think they have any issues. I think the AL side of the bracket is clearly better than the NL side of the bracket. Um, I think... Any, I think whoever comes out of the AL beats the NL. That way, I am taking the Houston Astros. My pick is Astros over Cubs, five or six games. As much as it hurts my heart, <laughs> diehard Cubs fan. But yeah, I think the Astros beat the Cubs five or six games. Um, and they take the crown for the second year in a row. I like the pick. I hope the Cubs get that far. I don't think they will, clearly. I'm going Indians, as I may have uh, hinted earlier. I think it's finally their year. It's all coming together. That pitching is just too good. I think in order for the um, Brewers to get there, they're going to have to beat in the NLCS either the Dodgers or the Braves, which are two pretty good pitching staffs, as we've talked about. 
And then an elite staff with Cleveland. I just can't see them overcoming all of that to win a title. I'm going to go Indians, but I think it's going to be a great series. I think you're totally right. I think if those were my picks, I think I'd pick it the same way. Okay, (laughs) that's one way to look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jamie, this was a lot of fun. I'm going to have to have you come on some point during these playoffs to talk about some stuff that we'll be seeing, some stuff that we could not have predicted. Um, Are you up for that? I am totally up for that. I love it. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me, Jamie. Do you want to toss out any kind of social media handle or do you want to promote anything? Um, Yeah, I'm mostly primarily on Twitter. Um, Don't have an Instagram or Snapchat, anything like that. Um, So hit me up. Give me a follow at JWSwim1 on Twitter. Again, at JWSwim1. I'm super active on Cubs Twitter. I'm super active on MLB Twitter. Um, and I'm starting to get more NBA and NFL stuff. Whoa. Um, start, yeah, I'm starting <laughs> to be a little bit better about that. So um, I think I'm a fun follow, sarcastic humor, all that kind of stuff. So go ahead. Give me a follow on Twitter. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think this podcast got you a follower um, in the past. I, well, I think so. I believe you're right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Jamie, it was a blast. I will definitely talk to you soon. And don't be afraid to come down to Chicago and watch one of these games with me. I would love to. That'd be so fun. All right. Great. I'll see you later. See ya. Well, that does it for my conversation with Jamie. He was a great guest. I definitely enjoyed previewing the MLB postseason. Lots of fun there. Thank you, everyone who is listening. If you would like to get in touch with me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at TheJackVita. Tweet me your thoughts. Tell me who you think is going to win the World Series. Are the Cubs toast? Let me know. Tweet it at me, at TheJackVita, and I will respond for sure. I love talking to people on there, getting involved, and interacting with those who are involved with the show. If you would like to... Never miss an episode. Subscribe to Press On Sports on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and you will never miss an episode. You'll always be aware whenever there's fresh content available. Good for the podcast, too, to have more subscribers. So write us a review. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes, that five-star review. Well, that's it for today's show. Bring in the dancing lobsters.